Happy Sunday. Hey, happy Sunday, Superstar. Happy Sunday. Yep, happy Sunday. I don't care what day it is. Every day is Sunday. Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. Welcome to the podcast for the daily devotional. Happy Sunday because every day is Sunday. This is Pastor Stacy, Pastor Stacy Sardin, your Pastor Stacy. And I love you in the name of Christ Jesus. I'm glad you're joining us for the podcast today because we're talking about ballooning in Christ. We're talking about getting out of the situations that we don't want to be in. We're talking about rising up and moving forward in life, getting ahead. We're talking about allowing the spirit to move us because we're moving in the spirit. And so we're going to learn how to move in the spirit. Isn't it interesting when somebody says, hey, walk in the spirit, move in the spirit. Well, how do you do that? If the spirit is not physical, I can't walk in it. So I don't have legs. I can't drive a car. I can't ride a bike in it. So how do I move in it? We're going to learn how to do that today. It's God's ballooning, right? And so we're going to talk about that. And we're just going to talk about, again, trusting in the Lord because God is good. Before we begin, though, I got a quick story. I was in church once and I am Baptist. And so I, I was in the praise part of service and I had both hands lifted up and I had eyes closed. And I'm just worshiping the Lord. And, you know, I'm saying all the things you say in worship. And I keep feeling this, you know, hand touching my, my, my leg on the side there. And I open my eyes and it's my son and he has both, you know, he's a, like two, three years old and he was standing next to me. I had set him down next to me and he has his hands up. And so I close my eyes back and I'm thinking to myself, yes, you know, I'm showing my son how to praise. You know, he's seeing me praising and he's doing it too. And so, you know, I kept feeling his hand and I'm like, okay, you know, the music's loud. And so then the music stops and everything calms down and I realized that he's crying and his hands weren't up in praise. He was saying, pick him up, pick him up. I guess he was tired or something after he got. And so, you know, uh, his hands up meant, hey, dad, pick me up and, you know, get me out of this. Uh, I'm down here by the pew and get me out of this bad situation. And I guess my hands up meant the same thing, right? Hey, father in heaven, pick me up. Uh, I'm down here in this bad situation. So I guess we were both kind of why, why. But uh, that's what we're talking about today, though, looking to the Father in heaven and just praising his name and worshiping him and waiting on him to pick us up, to lift us up out of things. David, the Israelite king, when he was uh, in trouble, because he was in trouble a lot, he did a lot of uh, things that he shouldn't have done. He was a man after God's own heart. He loved the Lord. But like us who love the Lord, he did some things that he shouldn't have done. And so in those things, he'd be in a bad situation. He would call upon the Lord. In Psalm 40 and 3, he wrote that psalm, right? That song. That's what psalm means. It means song. And he says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. And so what he's saying is that, you know, he was in a bad place and the Lord picked him up and brought him out of that bad place and put him in a good place. And by doing that, others saw and others started to praise the Lord. And that's what it's about in our lives, waiting patiently for the Lord. And he will hear us and he will lift us up and he will take us before others, right before our enemies, right before those who are supporting us, right before those who are pulling for us. He will take us and he will move us forward to where we're supposed to be, to where we're pushing for, to what he meant to be for us. So we got to trust God and we got to be like Scotty was doing, lifting up our hands and giving him praise until he looks down and says, OK, I'll pick you up because, you know, 
God moves things. God disperses things. He gets things out of things and moves them to different places. If you look around in nature, dispersion happens everywhere. You know, just things moving all the time. It's natural and spiritual. Seeds and plant pollens, they're moved and they're dispersed by wind, water, animals, and insects. God has set up a way for seeds to just not sit where they are, but to, to be moved and to, to grow and to, to, to do what he intended for them to do. Lakes move and disperse into rivers, which disperse into streams and into ponds. So lakes don't just sit there and just be lakes. They, they also go and, and stretch out into the surrounding areas by other means, by, by the rivers and the streams and the ponds. Insects even, right? They hatch and they move and disperse. A pile of spiders don't just sit there as a pile of spiders. They all start moving in a bunch of dis uh, different directions once they hatch out of those uh, little eggs. And they go out to do what spiders do, start a whole new spider world of their own. And after our new birth in Christ, the church was told to go make disciples. Remember, if you somewhere in Matthew, I think, uh, 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 Matthew 28, where, where Jesus uh, has uh, risen and and he tells them to, to go and create disciples. And they're still looking up at the sky and, and amazed that he went into heaven. And an angel comes and says, hey, hey, what are you still looking up there for? Go get about your business. And, 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 and so that's what God does. He disperses. But dispersion happens in good times and bad. Remember after the new birth, after that birth, the church was told to go and make disciples. Soon after they moved, all right, because they were dispersed throughout the world by persecution. The dispersion occurs in good times and bad. And that's what we have to trust God for. You know, the fruit on that tree, sometimes the fruit can sit on the tree and it waits and it disperses at the right time. It waits until it's so ripe. The situation gets so ripe for that tree. It gets so fat for that fruit that it gets so fat, fat and juicy that the tree stem can no longer hold it. And the tree releases it all in its own time. And it's ready for the eating and it just drops from the tree. But there are other times when the, the fruit isn't ripe. It's almost there, but it still needs some growth. It's not ready, but there'll come a storm or some strong wind or maybe some animal will rip that fruit from the tree before it's ripened to our liking. And in both cases, the seed is still good and it still will produce more fruit as intended. In our lives, sometimes we lose people and we lose things. In, in, in untimely ways and, and at times that we, we, we untimely times and, 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 and in ways we wouldn't have wanted to lose them. But in both cases, God's perfect work has been performed. They've done what they were placed here to do and now they've moved on to an even better place, an even better place to be. Some rivers are formed from lakes naturally backfilling, right, into uh, open and empty cavities of land. The, river, the lake will overflow and it'll fill some valley or some crevice or something. It'll create another lake or a stream or more rivers, but it's spreading more water out throughout the land. And that's a great deal. But other times, you know, the you know, uh, rivers and streams will come from erosion. You know, the flood will come and it'll break through rock and it'll break through land that was good land that, you know, wasn't a crevice, wasn't a canyon. And, and, and but, but it, that river and those streams and those ponds that are meant to spread water, they still do what they're supposed to do. And in our lives, sometimes uh, some of us have found God when he filled our emptiness. It was perfect timing. Thank you, Lord. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I felt so empty and I felt so lonely. And you just came to me in the beauty of your, your holiness. And 
and you filled me and, and thank you, Lord. And then there are other times, some of us, he, he had to take away things and people and he backfilled those losses, that pain with love. And that's how we came to him. But either way, it should be counted all joy, right? Because it glorifies God by demonstrating that he is always in control. That's why Paul would say, hey, I, I, I glory in my tribulations and the troubles I have. I have a good time about these. How is he having a good time about troubles? What is Paul talking about? Because Paul knows that in the end, Romans 28, 828, he wrote this to the, the, the church. He said, hey, all things work for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So he knows, he knew that no matter what happens, no matter what I go through, I'm going to see the glory of God in it because God will turn it around. God is going to make sure it ends the right way according to his plan. And his plan is good. And that's the type of love. That's the type of confidence we can have in Christ Jesus. We don't have to be defeated. We don't have to live lives where we're second guessing ourselves. And we definitely shouldn't be second guessing God. If God said it, he's going to do it. What God has for us is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We got to trust him and believe his plans for good and not evil always come to fruition. His word never returns without having accomplished his mission. And his promises are never broken. Isaiah 55 and 11, Isaiah was a wonderful prophet because he knew God. He saw God high and lifted up and he knew the glory of God. And he said that so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereinto I sent it. So if God has sent a word in your life, it's going to prosper in your life. If God has sent something to your heart and said, this is what I'm doing. This is the ability that I've given you. This is the power and the strength. This is the path you have. Then you take it because that word in your life will prosper. God sent it there and it's going to do what God said it'll do. It's going to accomplish that what he pleases. And that's a wonderful thing for God to be pleased with doing something great in your life. So have confidence and move in the spirit with him, knowing that the power of God we have in Christ Jesus, in that power, knowing in that power, it's time to rise up in Christ and move out of whatever places or situations in which we've been stuck. It's time to not only be on fire for God, but it's also time to do some fireworks. Look at Ezekiel, the prophet. Ezekiel was a prophet about 600 years before Christ. He lived in Israel about the time that, well, during the time that Babylon invaded Israel and took the best of their best hostages, uh, hostage. They took the artisans, the, the mathematicians, the priests, anyone, you know, the, the tradesmen, anyone who had some type of talent or, 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 or just the cream of the crop. And they brought them back to Babylon. That's what the Babylonians did. They would take captives of the, 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 the peoples that they conquered, and they would take their best and bring them back to Babylon to create a better Babylon. And so Ezekiel was one of those folks. So he gets taken to Babylon. He's married there. He lives by the river there. And he's just stuck in captivity. But you know what he's doing? Just like the rest of the Israelites there, they're still continuing to trust God, believe in God. They're still building their, their, their churches. They don't have the, the temple anymore. So now they're, they're setting up synagogues and they're setting all, up all different types of structure for their religion. They're not letting go just because they're in captivity. Well, let's pause there and know that just because that we're in a bad situation doesn't mean we stop doing the things that we know to do, that we stop building, kingdom building, that we stop loving our family. To, uh, uh, 
edifying our family and friends, building people up, doing the things of God. Bad times doesn't mean stop times. Bad times still mean go. Bad times still mean trust God. Bad times don't mean the plan is over. Bad times are just a rainy day. Wednesday is Wednesday, whether the sun is shining or whether it's raining. And you go through the day doing what you have to do on a Wednesday. You got to trust God. and You got to believe just like Ezekiel did. Because look what happens to Ezekiel. And I want you to catch this theme in Ezekiel. It keeps happening. I noticed as I was reading the book of Ezekiel, and this theme just jumped out at me. Ezekiel 2 and 2. And the Spirit entered into me when he spake unto me, and he set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. Ezekiel 3.24. Then the Spirit entered into me and set me upon my feet and spake unto me and said unto me, Go, shut thyself in thy house. Ezekiel 3.14. So the Spirit lifted me up and took me away. And I went in bitterness in the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. Ezekiel 8, 3. And he put forth his hand in the form of a hand, and he took me by a lock of my head. And the spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven and brought me in the visions of the God to the roots to Jerusalem. Ezekiel eleven twenty four. Afterwards, the spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the spirit of God unto Chaldea, to them of the captivity. So the vision that I had seen went up from me. So Ezekiel, uh, Ezekiel 40, 43 and 5. So the spirit took me up and brought me into the inner court and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the house. So here's Ezekiel living in bondage, living with his wife by a river, the Bible says, in Babylon, stuck there. And what does the spirit do? The spirit keeps entering him. Oh, time and time again and showing him visions of, of the future, showing him visions of victory, visions of God reconciling and, 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 and returning uh, the, the, the uh, exiled uh, Israelites home. God was taking him and moving him from one place of thought of being, of understanding to another in the spirit. And that's the same thing God can do for us. We don't have to be stuck anywhere in captivity. This man and his wife and his family and his friends and his nation, they were in captivity. They had been stolen from their, their, uh, their home. Their homeland had been sacked. The temple, which was the center of their whole nation's life, had been destroyed. The walls had been torn down and burned. And, and, and here he is in another country, the land of his conquerors. And what is the Lord doing? He's lifting him up out of that situation and taking him to another place mentally and spiritually. He's taking him back where he wants to be. He's taking him home and he's showing that he will return and he's showing him better days. And in our lives, we can move from one place of thought, sadness, grief, worry, fear, to uh, uh, peace, to uh, uh, comfort, to uh, uh, faith. We can move from uh, one place of being you know, being down, being depressed, to, to being happy, to being cheerful, to being joyful. We can move from one place of understanding, I don't know what's going on, I don't know what I'm going to do, to another place of understanding. I trust the Lord, and I know it's going to be okay. The Lord can move us that way in the spirit, but we have to be lifted up in him first. We have to trust him, and we have to lift up his name, and we have to lift up the, the faith that we have in him. Because Ezekiel was calling on the Lord, and Ezekiel was meditating, and Ezekiel had a relationship, and the Lord had, had pulled him aside to make him a prophet. And we have a relationship through Christ Jesus with God. We have the same type of relationship, a direct relationship with the Father in heaven through Christ Jesus now. 
the spirit lives in us and the spirit talks to this father and the son and they're all one and so when we talk in the spirit the spirit is talking to the spirit and we are one with the spirit so the spirit will lift us like it lifted Ezekiel, and it'll show us that it's going to be okay no matter where we are today, no matter what our situation is right now. It'll take us out of the physical. It'll take us out of the, 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 the earthly worries and lift us into the spirit realm where we can walk in the spirit realm. And once we learn to walk and command our minds, hearts, and our lives in the spirit realm, then we can pull our bodies along with it. We don't have to be stuck anywhere, even in captivity. That same God, his God, is our God. And our God still lives in us and shows us things outside of where we are. He transports us in thought and the spirit to those places of, of peace and rest and ease in the midst of troubles. Troubles, Even though we're bound temporarily to, to, to other situations. You know, oh, this is a tough situation, a rock and a hard place. Oh, this is Babylon. But I'm not going to be here forever. So Galatians 5, 16 and 17 says, This I say then, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. It's a war between those two. but And they're contrary one to the other so that you can't do the things that you would. You know, uh, hate and, 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 and fear and worry and all the other things that are just outside of God, they weigh us down, they pull us down, and the Spirit will not lift us up if we allow things to sit in our hearts and our minds that actively pull us down. The Spirit will give us to ourselves. God will hand us over to our own beliefs and that we don't trust Him and that we don't allow Him to be praised in our hearts and, and, and we don't give Him the thanks and that we don't worship Him for, because we believe in His promises and focus on those things. And we focus on what these earthly promises, these temporary situations are saying to our hearts and minds, then they'll pull us down. They'll, they'll fight and they'll be contrary to the Spirit trying to lift us up. Galatians 5.25 says, if we live in the Spirit, then let us also walk in the Spirit, people. Come on. Lift up holy hands. Thank and praise God. Take two hands and lift them up like a child, lifting the hands up to the parent. And the Spirit of God will lift and move you. Just thank the Lord. Worship Him. And worship Him in truth and in spirit saying that his word is the truth, that Jesus Christ is the truth, that his promises are the truth. Believe in those things. Worship him in those things. Think about them. Say them back to him. And that's how you worship in truth. And when you worship in that type of truth, then you're focusing on God. And that's the spirit in you. So you're worshiping in truth and spirit. And even if you lose your place, that spirit now, since you're in that spirit, will pick up right wherever you are and say the things that need to be said and do the things that need to be done as you're before God. And when we're filled with the spirit, we move in the spirit. And when we praise and thank God, when we really get carried away with it, we really get carried away with it. In that verse, again, David said that I wait patiently. He says in the Hebrew, it means in waiting, I waited. He doubled down on it. He waited and waited and waited. And that's what we have to do. And what do we do while we're waiting and waiting and waiting? We're sitting there with our hands lifted up. Spiritually, our minds are lifted up in praise. Our, our thoughts are lifted up in trust. We're, we're, we're thinking on the word of God. We're, we're finding out new promises so that we can meditate on those things and, and repeat those things so that we can, again, worship in, the, in those things. And that's when he'll lift us up. We have to do like spiders do. Spiders do what's called spider ballooning. We have to do some 
spiritual baloney. Spiders don't have wings, but they can fly nonetheless, right? Because they catch flight, catching a breeze. What they do is that they, they, they lift their arms up and they expose their abdomens. And when they expose their abdomens, then they start releasing little strands of silk. And spiders can feel and sense the electricity in the air. They have these little hairs on their or legs. And when the electricity is in the air, those little hairs start to rise with the electricity. And the spiders start to lift up off the ground. And as they lift up off the ground, those little silk strands that they're letting go, they build a three-sided parachute, like a triangle. And a breeze comes along and it pushes that parachute, which pulls that spider along. And they found these spiders up to uh, two miles in the air, up to a thousand miles out to sea. How are these spiders getting that far out to sea? How are these spiders getting that far out up in the air? They're, they're, they're from, from something that they have inside of them, from lifting it up and out and letting it catch on to the power around them and the power around them lifts them up. And then the air, the breeze comes and pushes them to these other places. And that's how they get away from predators. That's how they get away from all the competition of, from all these other eggs when they're first born. That's how they get to those different places where they can just find a better place to be a spider. And in our lives, we have something inside of us that we can let loose. It's called praise and worship. It's called trust in the, in the Lord. And that we release this praise, that we release thanksgiving, that we lift up our hands and, and say, thank you, Lord, I trust you. And we meditate upon the word of God. And what will happen is the power of God in this world, the power of God surrounding our lives and covering us will start to lift our minds. It will start to lift us out of doubt. It will start to lift us out of worry. It will start to lift us out of the frustrations that we're facing. And once we get lifted out of those things, then that's when we're in the spirit. And we can let go of those things, and then the spirit can take hold of us. And that's that breeze. That spirit is the breeze. That spirit is the wind that comes in and moves us to these other places. That spirit of God, but we have to allow him to lift us. And how do we allow him to lift us? By lifting him. And how do we lift him? With our hands lifted up in praise, thanksgiving, praise. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I believe in you. Yeah, we're not angels just like those spiders. Believers, we don't have wings, but we have faith and we have trust. So we, we, we can't lift ourselves when we're low, but we can trust in the Lord and he can lift us up. Psalm 3, 1 and 3, but thou, Lord, O Lord, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. If I lift my head up, then everything else starts to be lifted. If I lift my head up out of looking at these sorrows and these earthly woes and start trusting in the Lord, then everything else will follow. And the Lord is the lifter of mine head. You got to trust the Lord. There's some shocking things in our lives. And we feel those things just like those spiders feel that electricity in the air. But just like they can let loose what's inside of them and create a three-sided parachute that'll lift them up, we can let loose what's inside of us, trust and praise and belief in Christ Jesus. And it'll create a three-sided parachute for us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And believing in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost can lift you up out of anything. And that Holy Spirit will come along and in that belief that we have, and it'll move us to where we need to go. And once we start moving in the spirit, it'll drag our bodies along. We got to believe and trust in the Lord and know that he's good. And those baby spiders, those are the ones who do the most ballooning. 
because they're the lightest, right? They're extra light. And they're the ones who really need to get away from all this competition and all these other spiders born, all these other eggs. So they need to get out of there. And what happens? Ecclesiastes tells us, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. We got to, again, as, when you're young, go after the Lord. Go after him with everything you got. Trust in him, believe in him, tell your children to believe in him, and, 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 and let him move you through life uh, doing what he said he would do. Matthew 19 and 14, but Jesus says, suffer the children, forbid them not to come to me because they're extra light. They don't have all these things we have as adults. So bring your children, bring your, your nephews and nieces, your young neighbors, mentor these folks and tell them to come to, to Jesus because the kingdom of heaven is like children. The kingdom of heaven is like Scotty sitting there with his arms up saying, help daddy, pick me up. Ah, 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 but the father above isn't like this father. See, I didn't know what he wanted. I didn't know that he was calling on me, but we got a father who knows that we need him, who knows that we're calling on him, who's looking for us to call on him, who wants us to call on him. We got a father who wants to bless us and who wants to, to, to show us that he can lift us up and that he is the lifter of our heads. So I love you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to do some spider ballooning. I invite you to just get up and do what you're supposed to do. Trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord. Love the Lord. And he will lift you up. Amen. Amen. Happy Sunday. Um, I invite you to buy Happy Sunday. Purchase the book for yourself and a friend so you can have somebody to read it with every single day. Uh, you can change your whole world, turn things around. And Happy Sunday is a daily devotional that gives you something every single day to point to Jesus Christ and help you turn that world around, to help lift you up out of whatever you're in. So I hope you have the book. I hope you read it today. It was talking about ants exploding and saying that we shouldn't explode. And it's just saying that, you know, we have to walk like Christ Jesus. And throughout the book, it goes through different things with nature and science and all different types of fascinating things. So I want you to buy it. Go to www.pastorstacysarton.com to buy the book or subscribe to the page so that you can read the blog and, and, and check in on these podcasts or just go to Amazon. It's available on Amazon, too. Happy Sunday, because every day is Sunday. It's the best daily devotional you will ever read. It's so fascinating. Anyway, I love you in the name of Jesus. Uh, this has been so much fun. Again, we do the podcast twice weekly, so I'll be back again sometime this week. Uh, and we're going to be talking about fireworks, baby, because we all should be setting off fireworks. Happy Sunday. Love you in the name of Jesus. This is Pastor Stacy saying so long and happy Sunday.